Harding, the former Republican lawmaker from the state of Florida who resigned in disgrace last December, has been sentenced to four months in jail for fraudulently obtaining Paycheck Protection Program PPP loans during the start of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. So why does this matter, right? Okay, a Florida Republican lawmaker resigned in disgrace. He pleaded guilty, I think, back in March. Why should we care about this? Well, the answer is quite simple. Mr. Harding is the co-author and co-sponsor of Florida's controversial and ridiculously oppressive and homophobic don't say gay legislation. Now, let me tell you first and foremost what Mr. Harding pleaded guilty to. Harding pleaded guilty in March to one count each of wire fraud, money laundering, and making false statements in a plot to fraudulently obtain a $150,000 federal COVID relief loan, uh, according to a statement by U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Florida. He was sentenced to four months in federal prison and two additional years of supervised release following his prison sentence, and he has to pay $300 in restitution. Got a $150,000 loan fraudulently, has to pay $300 in restitution. Uh, he used two businesses of his that the businesses were dormant. Harding still claimed to the small business administration that one of the companies had four employees and a $420,000 uh, in revenue. The other had two employees, he said, and had $392,000 in revenue, according to authorities. And of course, those claims were not true. So again, another Republican busted defrauding the very people who put him in office. But that's just part of the story, as I said, right? Because the bigger part of the story is that the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP loans, the deadline to submit a claim to even get a PPP loan was May 31st of the year 2021. Him writing and co-sponsoring the Don't Say Gay legislation in Florida actually happened after May 31st, 2021. So by the time he wrote this legislation that has ruined the lives of so many people here in Florida, by the time he had written that, he had already broken the law. So this law that is in place in Florida that we are all living under right now was written by a man who had broken the law, who is now officially a criminal. He wasn't technically by definition a criminal at the time because he hasn't been, hadn't been caught and convicted of it yet but he had already done the crime by the time he wrote the legislation. And there's nothing we can do about that. We are living under this law that again is ruining people's lives every day. And it was written by a man who's now a criminal. Oh, and I mentioned, you know, he's sentenced to four months in prison, but don't worry. He doesn't have to surrender himself till January 29th of next year. So he gets all this time after pleading guilty in March, sentenced at the, you know, tail end of October, now he gets another three months, like get to enjoy Christmas and Thanksgiving with your family. You're just going to miss the winter months and you're out in time for summer vacation. And the damage he has done to this state will live on. A law written by a now criminal ruining people's lives. And there's nothing we can do about it. That's what pisses me off the most about it. The fraud. Yeah, that's infuriating. 
the fact that we're living under a law written by a man who had already broken the law when he wrote it, that is absolutely unforgivable. Ladies and gentlemen, Marjorie Taylor Greene wants the world to know just how how sad she really is right now. Because in an interview she did last week with Alex Jones, of all people, Marjorie Taylor Greene started talking about just how emotional she gets when she thinks about Donald Trump going to prison. Now, let me read you this exchange between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Alex Jones, two human beings who nobody on this planet should ever take seriously. But here's, it's, it started with uh, Greene talking about the gag order placed on Donald Trump by a, quote, radical leftist Obama-appointed judge. And Green said, quote, I spoke with President Trump earlier, and what I tell him, what I'm telling him every time I talk to him, is he is a hero for America. Alex Jones asked, how incredible is it when he says I'm ready to go to jail for this country? That's when Green got a little bit choked up, and she said, it is overwhelming. It makes you feel emotional. When you hear him say that, because he's telling the truth and he means it when he says he's willing to go to jail, he's willing to lose anything to save this country. I'm thankful to his family, to his staff, to his entire team, because these people are truly standing up against the worst forces in our country. And that is the weaponized government. These are communists that are running our government. Can you define that word? Can you define any of the words that you just used? Like, I'm so emotional. Oh my God. I don't even know what to do. I'm so sad because he's going to go to jail and then we don't know. Rue friggin who? Oh no, he's facing the consequences of his actions. How horrible for an American to have to do that. I mean, again, I say this repeatedly, but Republicans have attacked Democrats for years and years and years now as being so-called soft on crime. And then we're like, okay, we're going to get tough on crime. And they're like, no, no, not like that. You know, not, not the good white Republicans. God, no, we, we mean those other, other people out there, right? That's, that's the ones when y'all talk about crime, that's the people you're talking about. The people who don't look like me. So when it is people who look like me, maybe a little bit oranger. Yeah. That's when y'all get up in arms. Here, here, here's what's, what's so infuriating about this is obviously number one, Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't know what the word communist means. Like communism is not when you throw your political opponents in jail. That's, that's fascism. It's not communism. That is not actually a staple of communism. That's not a tenant of communism. Have communists done it? Hell yeah, they've done it, but that's because they're run by actually fascist dictators. But that's an aside. I just, she uses that word like it's candy, you know, giving out the kids on Halloween. That's how frequently she's using it. But anyway, the second is that she's obviously pandering, right? She is still trying to appeal to these Trump voters. She knows she needs them and she has to pretend like she actually gives a damn. But has Trump ever actually been there for you, Marjorie? I know he's endorsed you and he's, you know, praised you and you get that and it helps you in your political career. But you say you get emotional as if Donald Trump is an actual friend of yours. So let me ask you this, Marge. 
When you went through your divorce recently, did, did Donald Trump offer you a shoulder to cry on? Was he a good friend? Like, was he a listener? Was he like, Hey, Marge, I understand. Listen, Hey, I've been through several myself. Why don't you give me a call? Let's talk through it. Right. Has he ever shown up and been like, Hey, Marge, you're having a rough day. Let me take you to lunch. No, he, he's not an actual friend to you. Yeah. You got his cell phone number. Yeah. You chit chat on the phone. But if worse comes to worse and you're in a jam and you need somebody to bail you out, I can promise you Donald Trump ain't going to be that guy. So pretend all you want that you're actually getting emotional about him going to jail. You're not getting emotional. What you're getting is scared that really the only political ally you have might be locked up behind bars. And you know that that doesn't bode well for your political future. That's what you're upset about. That's what you're emotional about. You don't care about his friendship because it doesn't exist because he's not capable of those kinds of emotions. You're just worried that your gravy train may come to a screeching halt. And that is the only thing you're scared of. Ivanka Trump's legal team filed a motion last week in the courthouse in New York, trying to prevent Ivanka from having to come and testify against her dad and her brothers in the ongoing New York fraud trial. And they did it as Trump lawyers often do with the dumbest of possible arguments. Here's what happened. As we all know, Ivanka Trump was initially a part of this lawsuit but her lawyers were somehow successful in convincing the courts that, Hey, Ivanka wasn't there. I mean, she was there during the fraud, but then she went to the white house. So she did officially leave the company. Unlike Donald Trump, when he went to the white house. So therefore the statute of limitations comes into play and she cannot be sued for any of this. And the appellate court actually said, you know what? You're right. You're right. We're dismissing her from the lawsuit. So good for Ivanka. She's not getting sued like her dad and her brothers and the company. But what's not good for Ivanka is that that doesn't excuse you from being called as a potential witness, but her lawyers actually argued that it did. I I don't know if she's kind of hiring the same people that her dad hires, but this is a, one of the dumbest arguments I've seen. Here's what happened. (laughs) The New York AG, which never deposed Mrs. Trump, is effectively trying to force her back into this case from which she was dismissed by a unanimous decision of the appellate division, first department. The New York AG knows this, which is why it has subpoenaed three corporate entities as an end run around its failure to pursue Ms. Trump's deposition when it had the chance. So they're also arguing that the subpoena she'd issued You know, that that's, you can't do that because you could have deposed her, but you didn't. Yeah. She didn't depose her because she wasn't a party to the lawsuit because you guys made sure she wasn't a party to the lawsuit and you delayed, delayed, delayed the deposition while you were appealing that and you won that. So the deposition was unnecessary. Here's the thing, folks, you don't depose witnesses in most cases. Sometimes you do, depending on, you know, the nature of the case, but frequently you do not. The witnesses are not pre-deposed 
prior to the case, prior to taking the stand. Like, that's not something that has to happen. So their first argument that, oh, it's not fair because you dismissed her. And now you're bringing her right back. That's ju- you're just toying with her emotions. That's not even a legal argument. The your subpoena is invalid because you didn't depose her when you had the chance. Also not a valid legal argument because you do not have to depose witnesses. The third thing they then argue, this is the icing on the cake. This is somehow even dumber than those first two arguments. They say, okay, also Letitia James has no jurisdiction over her because (laughs) Ivanka doesn't even live in New York. Case closed, bitches. Um, no. (laughs) Jurisdiction, by the way, dumbasses, uh, just means that Letitia James could not bring, like, Letitia James could not bring a lawsuit against me for something I did in Florida. But if I were somehow a witness to a crime in New York, even though I live in Florida, do you know what could happen? Letitia James could call me as a witness because that's how that works. Three legal arguments, each one somehow dumber than the one before it, all to prevent Ivanka from having to testify against her dad and her brothers. And I think we all know why they don't want her to testify. It's not because she's going to get up there and talk about what great people they are. No, it's because Ivanka knows a lot. Ivanka knows a lot more than she wants to say And she certainly doesn't want to run the risk of perjuring herself, right? That would be terrible. You'd go to jail for that. But she also doesn't want to have to throw her own family under the bus. And those would virtually be her only two decisions. Either throw your family under the bus and ruin those ties forever, which honestly, do that because you don't want them as a family anyway. I wouldn't. Um, Or go to jail for perjury. So that's what her lawyers are trying to prevent. And if these are the best legal arguments they can come up with, then Ivanka better get ready for her testimony because her lawyers have no idea how to stop what's coming. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.